On this episode of the Big Stick Golf Podcast, we had a really special guest this week, LPGA Tour player Sandra Gall. She is uh, from Germany. She grew up there. She's actually stuck in Europe right now. We got to talk a little bit about how that happened, uh, how she's been dealing with the COVID situation, her plans on getting back into golf this year, hopefully. Uh, her diagnosis with Lyme disease last year uh, that led to her taking a medical break to focus on health and well-being. Got to go into that a little bit. Uh, her origin story, how she got into golf, the other things that she's into, like how she produces art and music, and then uh, some other particulars about her her personal life, which was uh, really interesting. She's just really cool to talk to. I really enjoyed it. So be sure to check that out. Also, be sure to check out our friends at Torchbear Sauces. They uh, make some just fantastic stuff. You can use their sauces for all kinds of things. You can find their sauces at torchbearsauces.com. Use the promo code 9iron. That's the number 9, the word iron, at checkout. Get 20% off. Uh, Just be sure to check them out. They make just great stuff. But without further ado, this is LPGA Tour player Sandra Gall. The return to glory. I mean, any tour event's a big deal to win, but to win a major is obviously another level. There it is! Can you believe it? Nick Faldo! Yeah! Oh, man, that was so much easier than putting. I should just try to get the ball in one shot every time. Welcome to the Big Stick Golf Podcast! So, first of all, thank you so much for joining us today. We're really, uh, really excited and appreciate it. Uh, How's things going in Germany right now? Good. Um, I'm actually in Prague. Um, that's where my parents are. Okay. I uh, just drove over a couple of days ago. Gotcha. And yeah, it's really good. I mean, um, they've done really well with um, containing the virus. And so you can do a lot of things. There's still restrictions, but it's pretty, pretty safe. Awesome. That's uh, fantastic. Um, Prague, is that where, have your parents always lived there? Yeah, so they are originally from Prague, and then they moved mm-hmm. back when I, I don't know, when I turned pro, I think, around that time. Awesome, yeah. Um, I wanted to ask, I've, I noticed on your social media the last uh, couple of days that you seem to be having to deal with fake Instagram accounts. Yes. Um, so what's up with that, and what is their goal, and like, what is it, like, what's, how, how do you deal with that? Yeah, so I think within the last year, I've been just getting a lot of, um, accounts that pretend to be me and I think it's just the same person and I'd be okay like people say oh that's flattering I'm like oh that's fine but then I started hearing from my fans saying that this account or various versions of my account they're asking for money for my charity you know just to put in their own pocket so that really drove me really mad and so now I'm trying to alert people more on my side because he's taking over fans from my site. So I'm trying to just let everyone know to not accept any friend requests and not send any money. And it's, yeah, it's a pain. <laughs> yeah, you can't, <laughs> there's scammers all over the place. That's incredible. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, I can understand why that's infuriating, but um, especially <laughs> trying to put money in their own pockets. That's crazy. Um, no. So you, you're, you were, in Germany, when COVID kind of shut everything down, what was that like? Mm-hmm. Did, uh, you know, where were you at in Germany? What, what, was, what was that whole situation like? Yeah, um, so I flew over end of March. Um, and 
Yeah, everything was shut down. I mean, streets were empty. Everything was shut down. Golf courses were shut down. And um, yeah, I couldn't practice for probably a month. And then slowly things started to open and I was able to practice a little bit. And um, yeah, like I said, even Germany did a pretty good job. There's still cases, but it's, it's um, pretty well contained. And so, yeah, I was doing a lot of indoor stuff. Um, I got a putting mat and I got a hitting net, went into the park in the city <laughs> and hit some balls there. Um, and then we got some like special exemptions as pros to be able to practice oh, okay. at a certain club. So, um, yeah, I was able to start. Did you have, uh, what were you planning? What was your plans for kind of the, ne the, the, the months after things got shut down? Did you have plans for the year and, and how did that affect uh, everything? I don't know. Did you have plans? <laughs> of course. I guess we all did. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. No, I thought you meant like, no, after it shut down, like I, it was like, I don't know, this whole year seems to be a constant, um, everyone asks me what, what are you doing i, I don't know i, I don't know yeah <laughs> I, don't know I, I guess more yeah more in the context of what you're planning through golf like through for the, your schedule and how how things got shut down what were you kind of planning on doing for the next yeah well in the beginning um i was i was about to play my first event when everything got shut down so that was beginning of march right mm -hmm. um and then it just got postponed like week after week after week so supposed to start in april may june july um and uh yeah i mean i basically just wanted to play a normal schedule and mm. um yeah here we are <laughs> here we are yeah um mm -hmm. do you at at the moment are there any plans currently it is uh, the lpga starting back up soon do you have plans currently to come back to the states or what's 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 your plans yeah um i'm not gonna go back we we're starting with two events in ohio um and then after that we're supposed to go to europe for scotland and british and we're going to get an official go of these two events are going to happen on monday i believe gotcha. um but no matter what i'm not going to go over for ohio because we need to stay in quarantine for two weeks when we get over and i'm already in europe so um if anything i'd like to start over here in the uk mm -hmm. and then go over um also, I uh, last year I stopped playing because of a medical exemption. So I get five events, and then the rest of the tournaments I can get sponsors invites and um, play on some some other status. Mm -hmm. So I I don't have like unlimited events to play anyways this year. So it's okay if I start you know a couple events later, and it doesn't count for anything. You know I yeah. can't improve my status. I can't you know so. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about that. You uh, you were diagnosed with Lyme disease. Um, is that accurate? The, it was Lyme yeah, disease? Yeah, it was. Um, it was kind of uh, a dormant Lyme disease that got yeah. activated uh, through stress and stuff. So um, uh, it was on a cellular level. So I had a lot of the symptoms, but maybe not all of them, but it was definitely a lot of the tiredness there. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So I got, thankfully, I got treated really well last year. So um hopefully fingers crossed that's you know good now so did you were did you play in any events uh before things got shut down after that that medical uh time off or or uh no so i no no i haven't competed in a year wow um so i was just gonna take you know august through december off and then start this year um mm -hmm. and that just got prolonged basically through the whole situation that's crazy how so was was the month that were you able to practice during your uh during the you know kind of the time you were taking off or 
was uh were you was the symptoms too much to deal with or what kind of what was going oh, on last year yeah um no i did take a bunch of time off and um i got saw d different doctors and got some treatment and then also took a lot of time off for myself to travel so mm -hmm. i went i spent about five or six weeks in italy last year and went on a retreat and um, made some great friends and um yeah i think it was really good for me to just um yeah focus uh, just see what life is like without competing um and what happened was that i um now i'm really looking forward to competing again and i really appreciate the life that i have yeah. but my body and my mind i think really needed a break absolutely um did you how, did the diagnosis kind of change the way that you approach life and golf and, and how did that kind of influence the way that you approach things moving forward yeah it, it um it changed a lot of things um i know for sure that it was stress related so mm -hmm. i think um even that whole time that i took off i did a lot of self-reflection -refle mm -hmm. and um I just realized that I needed to prioritize myself more. I always put golf um, on number one and then everything else followed and, um, you know, played on tour for 11 years. So it just, uh, I think I just needed to rearrange my priorities and um, make sure I have enough time for myself, for my friends, for my family, um, and also do things with purpose. So, um not just practice to practice because everyone else is practicing but i noticed you know i can be a lot more effective um doing things a little bit more from my heart and knowing this is what i enjoy and then i'm also you know i noticed i started playing better as well awesome, yeah uh i, I always <laughs> enjoy hearing people's stories about how their origin stories how they got into golf so what at a young age how did, how did you get introduced to the game and, and what was going on and to, to get you involved in golf my parents both played and my dad really got me into the game and we always went on little vacations um to escape the cold in germany so we went to <laughs> portugal yeah, yeah. south of france <laughs> and um yeah i mean my favorite thing was to just drive the golf cart uh for the longest time i wasn't really that interested <laughs> in golf i just like driving yeah and um and then i just i at some point i just got better and i never really practiced though and then I was 13, 14, I played my first tournament and played really well and um, uh, became member of the club near where I lived in Germany and then got supported through the junior system and then joined the national team. So kind of late, actually, that I started, yeah. um, you know, some, some real uh, practice with a pro and um, played for a team, etc. What was uh what's junior golf like in, in, in Germany, Europe compared to the US? Is there similarities, differences? What what's what was that experience like? Um well I it seems to me like in the US junior golf is like a mini tour version, kind of on a on a you know a younger level. I mean it's so yeah. sophisticated and there's so much competition and um yeah, I know right now junior girls is the I think the fastest growing segment in golf and yeah. it's pretty amazing. So that's not the case in Germany. We have a bunch of junior events around the country and um, they're regional, national, and then you can play international European events. So there's a whole system, but um, you know, obviously we're not that big of a country and golf isn't as popular by far.
Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so I actually, I think because of that, I also played a lot with guys growing up. So yeah, I was like the only girl in in a men's team at our club. We don't have um, we don't have junior teams in uh, in the in high school or or college. So it's all a club based system. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, so the best players were usually men at the club, and I know for a while I was the only girl in the team. So I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Do you think that uh, that made you a better golfer playing with the men uh, or compared to, you know, maybe if you were doing other things? Yeah, absolutely. I think the men are um, generally a little bit more competitive and they um, like to hit it far and they like to play for money. And so Mm -hmm. I grew in that up in that environment. So I, and I like beating them too. (laughs) Yeah. You probably (laughs) honed in your trash talk game while you're. (laughs) Yes. Absolutely. So you ended up going to the University of Florida to play. Um, what was, how did you kind of get on their radar? What was the recruitment process like being in Europe? How, you know, how did you mm. that all go down? Uh, I played the Orange Bowl in South Florida. I don't know if you've heard of it. That's a junior event. Mm-hmm. I think the best players from each country somehow get to play there. And I think they scouted me there, but they also regularly recruited in Europe. So um they probably watched me play a couple events in Europe some international events and then I got a few um uh yeah a a few proposals for scholarships and um I ended up taking Florida all right I uh, I have to let you know I I, I'm a alumnus of the University of Tennessee so we're kind of naturally uh big time rivals so yes 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 thank you for joining (laughs) me anyways I appreciate it come the fall we may not be friends or or something I don't know but (laughs) no it's okay once we hang up it's okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so how did you yeah how did you enjoy your time at Florida how did it kind of lead to pursuing a professional career what was that was that like uh, so I love my time in Florida, except for my first year. That was really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the combination of just schoolwork and my golf game going downhill that first year. Oh, yeah. I didn't have a coach and I just kind of, I don't know, I just lost the ground a little bit. And <laughs> after my first year, I went back home, summer holidays, and uh-huh. um, I didn't want to go back. Like, I was crying. I did not want to go back at <laughs> And I think my parents probably somehow convinced me. And, um, yeah, that's uh, starting from the second year, everything changed. Um, I started working with Andrew Park down in Orlando, which is just an hour and a half drive. and. Yeah. Uh, I went to, to see him quite regularly and um, and then I started winning tournaments and I don't know it just uh, made all the difference just um, I guess gaining that year of experience um, putting my swing back together gaining some confidence and um, yeah so my second third year I played really well um, you know went up the rankings won some tournaments and then my senior year I just kind of for fun I tried playing Q school and I made it and I before playing Q school literally the thought was oh we'll just try it and you know if I um if I want to stay amateur I can just give up the card I mean I just want to gain some experience well yeah there was no way the Q school was like one of the hardest things I've did in my life um I was still so nervous and um yeah once I got the card I uh my coach gave me the blessing and I and I turned pro 
Do you, do you think you uh, made people mad both with your kind of nonchalant attitude? You're like, ah, we'll see how it goes <laughs> with, with well, your approach to think, becoming a pro. I think that was more like internally within my family. That's kind of what we said, but gotcha. I, I kid you not. I was so nervous. Like yeah, still, yeah. I, for some reason, it was just so hard. Those, um, maybe not the, the virtual second stage, but the last stage was just nerve wracking. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I, I, I think, of course, I disappointed quite a few people by turning pro because we could have played nationals and mm -hmm. um, we were ranked fifth in the country at that time. But um, it just, I think a lot of people were also happy for me because it was really hard, you know, to get on tour. And sometimes it takes people many years after they graduate to get yeah. their footing. So since I was able to do that, they... I think they were also very happy for me. So, um, yeah, I, I still finished, I graduated, I finished school, but the team, yeah, did one semester without me then. Oh man, that's, that's tough. Um, no. <laughs> what was, so what was your favorite thing about going to college in the U S my favorite thing? Oh, um, I think just the team atmosphere, mm -hmm. um, and the college vibe, you know, I mean, uh, I know you're a Tennessee grad, but it's just like such a cool, it's such a cool vibe that you have. Everything is, it's a huge university, but everything is really small actually on campus. Mm -hmm. So, um, the golf, the golf course is on campus. I played and, there. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, you did? Yeah. It's a great golf course. It is. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. I think it got, um, I played a junior tournament there and the second round, I think it was literally, it rained so much the night before that there was like one hole that wasn't underwater. It was incredible. <laughs> oh, wow. Usually it plays really uh, firm. The university course. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, cool. So, yeah. So I loved, um, I loved the, just the team bond we had. We were five rookies and we did really well together. And you know, just uh, rooming with my friends and um, cooking together, going to class. I mean, just the whole experience, really. Yeah. What was the the situation? You said you didn't have a coach your first year. What was the, what was this that, that situation? Well, I didn't have a I didn't have a swing coach. So gotcha, I had gotcha. a okay. college coach. I didn't have a swing coach. Yeah. 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 So I yeah. Mm -hmm. So you were just kind of kind of floating around and <laughs> yeah. No, I, I was floating you. around. I was doing some loopy stuff. Going yeah. On. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it <was> wild. <laughs> Um, so you're not just a golfer. You're kind of a, a kind of a jack of all trades in, in a lot of ways. You, you're into, uh, you're an artist, you're a musician. Um, what was, uh, what kind of what's gone into the, why is it important for you to, uh, express yourself creative, uh, creatively, um, through those outlets? Um, why is it important to me? Um, I think it's just a form of life energy expressing, you know, it's just something like, like art, for example, I've did since I'm little and I think it just gives me joy. It's something completely different. And, um, yeah, I just, I mean, there's no reason I just enjoy it. There's, you know, I love colors, shapes, forms, and I love being creative and it just makes me feel good. Um, I think it's a way to, yeah, express yourself. That's very different from golf. You know, it's a little bit more free. There's no system. There's no rules. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Who, uh, do you have any inspirations growing up that kind of inspired you uh, artistically, musically, uh, growing up? Yeah. Uh, um, I, yeah, I, I loved Picasso when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, I think I got a lot of inspiration from him. We used to go to places where 
like uh, copies of his paintings hung around and I used to just copy them and then tried all kinds of styles and um, so I think he left a big impression on me. I wouldn't say he's my favorite artist now but um, I still I still love his work. Yeah. Uh, so do you do you sell it? Do you sell your pieces? Is it is, do you have it in is there galleries anywhere that, that features some of your pieces mm -hmm. or how, how does that work? Um, I sold I auctioned off a few for charity. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so a certain percentage will go to charity. I've done that on my website. I haven't done it in a while, actually, but I've done that over the years quite a few times. And mm -hmm. but I honestly, most of my paintings are gifts for family and friends. That's cool. Do you have a yeah. do you have a favorite piece that you've created uh, up to now? I do, I do. Um, it's in my parents' uh, living room. Yeah, it's um, actually something I never usually paint. It's a landscape um, off south of France, like uh, ocean and mountains and like a sunset. Yeah. And uh, I, there's not that many paintings that I really like love myself other people might like them but this is one that i can look at for a long time to say oh i did a really good job there <laughs> <laughs> that's cool <laughs> how do you think um how do you think your your creative your creative side has influenced your your golf career if um, at all yeah yeah I, i'm sure it has i think that um i've always been pretty good at shaping shots and being mm -hmm. creative when it gets to um, getting into trouble, getting up and down, you know, hitting shots out of the trees and things like that. Um, so I, I think I'm, yeah, I can see different shots and um, I'm quite flexible in the way I approach the game and I don't get stuck on one thing. Sometimes that could also be um, a negative thing because I, I can also fluctuate quite easily between things, but um, in, in a positive way, it does give me a lot of freedom. Awesome. Um, so the, you, you I, I guess the, do you think your mind, your mind being naturally able to create art? Cause I, I can't, I guess for myself personally, I'm, I'm, I couldn't, I can draw you stick figures probably, but I, my mind just doesn't work that way. So you think that that has helped you become a, a better golfer than you would have otherwise? Um, it's really hard to say. I don't know any different way, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I've, I've, I've done art since I'm like three years old. Um, I think to be able to pull shots off, you know, some people feel shots. I do feel them actually as well, quite a lot. I, I can visualize them really well, but honestly, I, my preferred method in, in hitting a shot is to feel the shot. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I don't know how much it really supports my golf game. I honestly don't know. I think I'm creative. I'm, I can come up, like I said, I can come up with a lot of different shots. Um, have I, would I have been a different golfer? I, I don't know. Gotcha. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So uh, kind of focusing on your career, what do you, at this point, do you have something you consider your biggest accomplishment so far? Um, I think the one of the moments that stands out the most is when we played the Solheim Cup in Germany uh, in 2015 and um, it was it felt like a lot of pressure for me um, being in my home country and being like on the biggest stage in golf and uh, I played really well that week I played really really well and it was just um, so much fun to be able to really focus and stay within me 
um, while there was just so much external stuff going on and the week is just really, really hard, really long. And um, it was just, yeah, that combination of a lot of pressure yet being able to perform was amazing. Do you think the uh, this, the the team atmosphere the the if people don't know the the Solheim Cup is the equivalent of the Ryder Cup um, for female golfers? But do you think that that was the most intense tournament atmosphere you've ever been a part of? Just the, the yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, there's nothing like it. Um, I have another experience. It's quite different. Um, I finished third at the U.S. Open um, 2012, and that was so different. I mean, of course there are crowds, but I felt like there, I was so much in the zone. Like my putting was amazing. I just, um, I made so many putts and uh, there I was just like really, really calm actually. And I was so in tune also. I look a lot at nature when I play and um, yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, I'm quite in tune with, with that. So um, that was like a completely opposite experience. Um, but both of them like really stand out in my mind. What was it? I mean, you have a, you have a win on the tour. Um, take us through what, what was going through your mind, like coming, you know, did, were you aware that you were in the lead and how did you deal with the pressure and, and, mm -hmm. and kind of closing a win out? What was that like? Yeah. Yeah. No, I was totally aware of the situation. It was kind of like a match play situation because we were, um, uh, we were in the last group and we were several shots ahead of third and fourth places. Mm -hmm. And so it was basically a match play situation and we were going head to head last, I don't know how many holes. And um, I was just extremely focused on making birdies. I was just so focused on, I was putting again, I was putting really well. And mm -hmm. all I could see was the ball in a hole. And on the last hole, we, I think we came in, yeah, we were tied going in the last and she hit it really close uh, with a wedge. and. Um, all I was actually, all that was in my mind was I need to hold a shot. Like literally I was just feeling and seeing and thinking of yeah. holding it. And um, I almost did. It kind of pitched past the pin and spun back and almost made it and then stopped maybe, I don't know, two, three feet from the hole. And then she missed it and I made it. It must have felt good. Um, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Do you, uh, do you have plans at the moment for how long you plan on playing professionally competitively uh do you live do you live in the states when yeah yeah, yeah. Your, your I live in Florida. Mm -hmm. yeah. So do you, yeah do you um, have plans? i don't not right now i don't um no i i really am excited about teeing it up again and playing with that different mindset that i really um yeah with a different mindset that i thought about that i worked on these this past year um and i just want to see where it takes me you know i i just still would like to play really well and um, compete up there and then I just see how how I do and how my body holds up. Do you think that you will uh, work in in the golf industry after you're done playing competitively? Would, would you like to teach or what do you have plans for that? Um, I think in some way or form I would. Um, I think there's different options. Uh, I know one of my thoughts was um, maybe creating uh, golf retreats at some point. Mm -hmm kind of like a yoga golf retreat so that's something that's on my mind as well that sounds that would be fun sometime would, in the future yeah i'm gonna look out for that i would love to go to something like that that would be great cool. um, <laughs> um so what uh you you are involved in well, a lot of charity work what kind of give us an idea of what charities you're involved with do you have your own charity and and, and what uh, mm -hmm. you're involved with yeah um we so i partnered with volunteers of america the past few years and 
we created the Sandra Gall Children's Center in Miami. Um, this opened a year ago. Mm-hmm. And um, it's basically a safe space for underprivileged kids to go after school and get help with homework and also um, become aware of mindfulness and yoga, a bit of meditation. They also can, you know, putt a little bit and um, they can play some music. So there's a couple instruments. And um, yeah, it's it's not a huge space, but there's, you know, for all the actually that's that that place in Miami is a spot where all the homeless people can come to when they need the first point of contact. Mm-hmm. And then they create a program for these families to get a job, to get some housing, et cetera. So, so those kids um, get attention at that center. That's amazing. And so, yeah, so I have usually every year, I have a, a fundraiser um, at Concession Golf Club in Florida, and then also another one in Germany, which I support the Red Cross, but also half of the money goes to the children's center and unfortunately this year we had to cancel both of those um, due to the situation but um, I want to come up with some other ways to um, raise money through an online auction or or something like that yeah absolutely Uh, I was reading a little bit about uh, something you're I don't know how affiliated you are but you seem affiliated with uh, sparms um, sun protection arm sleeves and they they seem (laughs) like They've, they've uh, branched off for uh, and start, they're starting to make masks for people uh, for the, the COVID situation. So what, what's your affiliation with them? I thought it just was just a cool idea. So yeah, what do you do? For oh, them? yeah, yeah, yeah. So they usually make these kind of arm sleeves that are mm-hmm. sun protective mm-hmm. um, and they started making masks right now. And um, so they also had this initiative where you could donate um, money to various charities. So they asked me if I would like to be a part of it and then they would donate to my children's center. Awesome. How, uh, how do you think your, your charitable work has affected your, your career and your life personally and, and, uh, and everything? How has that affected you? Uh, I think it really saved me <laughs> in a way, like I'm trying to help others, but it also saved me because mm-hmm. I always, um, struggle to see like a deeper meaning in what I do because it always seems kind of very self-centered. And so, being able to use my platform form and all the people that I know to somehow make a change and bring people together to, to focus on doing something that's, um, you know, makes it, makes a change in people's lives. Then I, then that gave me a lot of motivation and, um, a lot of satisfaction in what I do. That's amazing. Um, so you're, you're into yoga, obviously. Uh, is that kind of what your main focus for your fitness for when it comes to preparing for golf or is there other things that you do, but how important is specifically yoga for, for what you do uh, mm-hmm. golf wise? Um, yeah, I started doing a lot more actually last year or this year. Um, and I, I do a mix, like I do some yoga, but I also do, um, you know, I, I, I mix everything together, you know, a bit of sprints, some biking, cardio, a um, lot of abs, a lot of legs, and a lot of yoga. So it's a bit of everything, and I try to listen to my body what it needs, and it's like a constant push and pull. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, every day is a little different. I mean, I, I used to work out with different trainers, and I think I learned a lot from what you need as a golfer. So I'm incorporating different things from over the years what I learned as well. But yoga, I, I really do enjoy yoga too. It's amazing. Um, so you're, you're a world traveler. Do you have a a favorite place uh, to visit at this point in your life? Uh, yes. Um, 
That's a good question. I actually, I have this thing. I fall in love with places so easy. I get somewhere. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I want to live there. I want to live there. So I'm the like same way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I come home so excited. Tell my parents. They're like, yeah, 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 yeah. We know. <laughs> um, actually, I one of my favorite places is probably California, to be honest. Um, like uh, San Diego area, or also yeah. um, north of San Francisco. Um, beautiful like i just love ocean and 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 the forest and yeah the mountains. A, lot of, a lot of golf courses on the cliffs that's nice yeah yeah <laughs> so amazing um and in europe i i really do enjoy the south of france which is kind of similar but not so rough it's the mediterranean but it's the same mm-hmm. in a way of of ocean and mountains mm-hmm. different culture obviously great food <laughs> amazing yeah. um and a really magical place also was Iceland. Um, I played a charity event with my friend Olafia a few years ago, and I'd like to go back and explore a little bit more. That's just like amazing place. Yeah. Do you think? Uh, do you think that you'll live? Where do you think you'll live when you're when you're done playing competitively? Do you have? A, I you have don't a, know. I yeah. I think I it's pulling me towards Europe in a way. Mm-hmm. Like I ideally maybe half and half, or you know, be able to if I can um, have places in on both continents at some Absolutely. point i don't know um but my parents are here and you know when they grow older i'd love to be able to be a little bit closer to them um because uh, california is just a really long way but who knows <laughs> yeah, it's even further than florida yeah <laughs> um, so do you have a favorite cuisine um yeah italian hands down hands down yeah Absolutely. hands down um so what about artists? Uh, do you have a favorite musician, artist uh, at this point? Oh, that is a good question. I I like so many different uh, types of music that mm-hmm. I don't, I can't tell you like one single one. Um, yeah, um, I mean, uh, honestly, uh, I can go from jazz to house music to like, <laughs> yeah chill to the yeah. only things i don't like is country mm. and techno you must have not like, uh techno yeah <laughs> those are like opposite <laughs> ends that's funny yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah yeah so you're i'm assuming when you got to florida and you put on the radio you probably heard some country stations and you were <laughs> yeah that's i can't do it after 16 years i can't do it yeah i don't think there's much country music <laughs> in europe I, I, I imagine that was a kind of a culture shock when you got over here <laughs> yeah i mean to be honest we have like something similar of like you know, every country has like German country music. Like, I, I hate it as well. Like, it's terrible. <laughs> That's hilarious. They have German country music. So they. Well, I mean, like the equivalent. You know, yeah. it's what is it called here? Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I I don't know what it's called actually. How I would translate, but it's like the folk. It's kind of like folk. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Like German folk. So it's a lot of the like the beats. Uh, <laughs> no, no. What do you, uh, so what do you try when you're, when you're being creative, trying to create music, what are you, what are you going for? Do you have like a sound that you're trying to achieve or what's your goal kind of when you're creating? I think you're overrating me and saying I'm creating music. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you sing a little bit, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I do enjoy singing. You know, I just, I bought a guitar a year ago. I tried learning something, but I left it at home when I, when I came here. So I just kind of stopped. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I have it at home. So I am looking forward to picking it up again. And um, yeah, I do enjoy singing, um, but you know, I sing covers and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I wrote maybe a couple songs um, and uh, then I recorded like one or two, but 
those were, you know, that's a, a while ago, but um, mm -hmm. what am I trying to go for? I'm trying to go for something that's within my range, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> and usually it's kind of singer songwriter type of music, you know, it's probably a little bit more. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of, I, I do like, do you know Bon Iver? I do. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I do like kind of his style of music too. Cool. Yeah. Um, no. So we shouldn't expect to see you at the Country Music Awards anytime soon. Or no, no. <laughs> Sandra, Gall, Sandra Gall's latest uh, country album. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Uh, do you have uh, somebody on the LPGA tour, or maybe a coach, or somebody that was your biggest influence golf-wise at this point? Uh, wait, on the LPGA tour or a coach? Either, uh, either or. Just your biggest influence you mean in, like for your game. Oh. Uh, biggest influence um well i would say uh, number one is my dad for sure like mm -hmm. he he traveled a lot with me and he was there since i'm little and um he's still my number one person when it comes to my game mm -hmm. um and then andrew park like i told you like that was my my swing coach for a long time then i had some other ones and now i came back to working with him actually we worked for, together for like 10 years and when it comes to people um you know, we don't see women's golf on TV in Germany till this day, um, unfortunately. So I grew up watching a lot of the guys. So my biggest role models were Ernie Els, mm -hmm. Adam Scott, and Freddie Couples. Awesome. And so my coach actually used to play a lot of swings of Ernie and a lot of Freddie Couples for the rhythm. And then Adam Scott was kind of an obvious, like, I really enjoyed him. Of course. <laughs> I was like secret crush <laughs> i uh i remember growing up yeah adam for adam in particular i remember grow i was uh, i volunteered at the players championship when i was growing up and uh and i remember seeing adam when he first got on tour he was being followed by all the girls were following him oh, they're yeah. all fawning yeah. over <laughs> that's really funny it was it was cool i have a good story um when i got my driver's license in mm -hmm. germany i just turned 18 mm -hmm. uh, my dad gave me his car and i was I was uh, allowed to drive down to the German Open, which is like two and a half hours away by myself. Oh. And I watched, yeah, I, I know. He just was like, the key. So I was like, wow, free. okay. Freedom. I know, free, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And of course, I was like really careful. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, I watched Adam um, during his practice rounds and I was filming his swing and everything. I was literally stalking him. It was so embarrassing. And, um, and then he invited me inside the ropes and just chatted with me so wow. it like made my day i was so happy and then i saw him a couple times later but you know nothing ever happened did you <laughs> did you by chance take the autobahn down to this tournament were you going like 100 yes <laughs> you did that's amazing yes so your first yeah, no, no. so the autobahn is just highway that just yeah. means highway oh okay I, you know so, in a, yeah in my american mind i i, I thought it was yes. like one specific highway that was no no no, no i get that oh, question okay. all the time yeah so uh, the highways in germany have a lot of sections that um there's no speed limit so yeah. it, it goes across the country awesome cool yeah. uh so what do you, do you have a, a routine or anything to prepare, pump, kind of pump yourself up for a tournament? Do you like listen to, to a specific music or anything when you're on the range or what's, what's kind of your preparation? Uh, like? Yeah, I, I need to calm myself down, not pump myself up. I usually run high on adrenaline. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So for me, it's more, I, I meditate in the mornings and I definitely do a warm up in my room, like stretch, workout, something like that, short one. And uh, I do like to listen to music at times, not while I'm warming up, but before. 
maybe while I'm doing my stretching and stuff uh, or in the car um, to put me in a good mood or to calm me, calm me down. Um, but when I hit balls, I like to hear the sound. And when I putt, I like to hear the sound that gives me a lot of feedback. So I don't listen to music. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You could listen to Bon Iver. That would be a good way to calm down. <laughs> yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Although sometimes it's a little too much like uh, world pain and heartbreak. You know, I, I, I do really like him, but I, <laughs> I still want to be optimistic when I start playing. Yeah. You're coming up to the first tee like with tears, like you're crying. And people are like, is this chick, is she okay? <laughs> That's funny. Um, so you've been voted numerous times, it seems like, the hottest woman in golf. Um, I'm hoping that you have a, a story about the cheese, maybe the cheesiest pickup line you you've ever gotten or oh, God. Like that. oh gosh, oh a story. Um, or maybe how is I how mean, is that how has that influenced your your life since since you kind of were on that the radar? Uh, right, right. Um, yeah, I it's weird. I just really kind of slipped into this image. I. When I when I turned pro, I joined uh, like a model agency that also tried to promote golfers, and so we did a couple of photo shoots. These pics got out, and all of a sudden, I was like in this image. But it was, and and you know, it was fun. But for me, golf was always like number one. You know, mm -hmm. I wanted to win. I wanted to climb up the rankings. So there was never like I didn't spend a lot of energy on it. And then I got voted, and that was cool. That was fun. Um, Mm, but in a way, I think uh, it's like it's it's nice to have this accolade. But you know, I I feel like I'm just like normal. Like I don't think I'm overly pretty or yeah. overly ugly or something. Like I don't think uh, sometimes I don't feel like I deserve this. Honestly, <laughs> I think the pictures are great. You know, pictures do can sometimes do a lot. But um, and so pick up lines from guys yeah sometimes i feel like i'm seen a, seen a lot for like i feel like i'm seen for that only and not for who i am so um that sucks sometimes honestly it's it's a, yeah. i get you know like on instagram i'll get messages like will you marry me or something like that i'm just like I, seriously you think i'm going to answer you know yeah. like uh, things like that but um yeah <laughs> so it seems like Instagram is now people trying to pretend that they're you to get money and trying to just be creepy. <laughs> social media, baby. That's the <laughs> yeah, right. There's also a lot of love. Like recently, I've gotten some really sweet messages from kids, mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, those just made my day too. It's like, like they're it's awesome. Give and take. I got a few more just kind of random questions for you, and we'll get you out of yeah. here. Uh, do you have any pets? Yeah, yeah. I have a dog. Uh, she's a mini Australian Shepherd. She, Emmy. Does, does she travel around with you? Um, she used to when my dad traveled. Um, when I travel by myself, then um, no. Do you have her with like, you in Germany? Or uh, in Prague? Prague. Yeah, Prague? yeah, she's here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah awesome. Yeah. Now she spends a lot of time with my parents. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. At least you were able to bring her. It would have been heartbreaking if she was still in Florida and you had you were. Able yeah. To her. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do you have plans to get any more pets? uh yeah one day i want to have more dogs yeah more I'd dogs like to get some rescue dogs and some bigger ones when i don't travel yeah. that much yeah maybe that's a, a charitable thing you can uh, reach out you just yeah i would with. love yeah. to do that yeah, yeah that's one that. way to get a bunch of dogs <laughs> yes, yes, um, yes yes do you have so I, I guess dogs are your favorite animals 
yeah, a favorite pet. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. You don't want to like a tiger or something as a pet. That would be, well, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. do you have, is there like a dream job besides golf with, is there like a dream job that you can think of that you would, uh, that you would like to do if, if golf was just out of the picture? Uh, so when I was growing up, I wanted to do something creative, like design or art or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, nowadays, I know, didn't, wouldn't you ever think what would be cool would be like, I came across this Instagram profile the other day. Oh, there was a big rat that just scurried along. Sorry. I got distracted <laughs> earlier by a bunny that ran up. So it looks like, yeah, the animals are trying to get to us. <laughs> just like this thing. Oh, I guess. Okay, anyway, so, <laughs> so anyways, so I came across this Instagram profile of a, of a girl and her job description was hotel tester. And she had these pictures from these amazing resorts and places that she travels to to see if they you know, rate them. I mean, I think that'd be nice for a while, but it could also get old, but yeah, um, that, is, that would be cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've never even yeah. heard of that. That's amazing. Um, do you have a, a dream foursome or maybe somebody you may have already experienced it, but do you have a dream foursome for a golf around a golf? Um, yeah, of course I've been asked this question many times. It might fluctuate who I want to play with, but, uh, if Beyonce play golf, I'd like to play with her um i i still you know uh who would i pick i still pick ernie else i met him once but you know it's just you can look at his swing all day long it's oh, yeah. so good i also remember and, getting sorry good yeah um and the last one um probably pick my dad yeah Dad, yeah. Ernie Els, and Beyonce. That's a that's a good yeah. One. I like that. Uh, do you have uh, at this point? Do you have a favorite golf course? Yes, um, Cypress Point in mm. California. You know mm. that one, right? Yes. Um, and then, um, yeah, no, that's my that's my favorite. It's amazing. It's amazing. Um, okay, mm-hmm. well, that's all kind of all we have today. Again, we super appreciate you uh, joining us. Uh, and, You're uh, welcome. We can we can talk to you again sometime soon. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much, Sandra. And that's the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We really, really appreciate it. Sandra's great, isn't she? I really enjoyed talking with her again. Uh, I really hope that uh, we can talk to her sometime down the line once maybe the the tour gets going. Uh, But really enjoy getting to know her a bit. We hope you guys did as well. Uh, Before we get going, just be sure to go check out our friends at torchbearersauces.com. You can use the promo code 9iron at checkout. That's the number nine, the word iron at checkout. Get 20% off their delicious sauces. Uh, Be sure to do that. But we hope you enjoyed the pod. Again, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Big Stick Golf Podcast. I mean, the crowd was unbelievable. We should see the best players in the world. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. I wish we could play in front of crowds like this, you know, every single week. Until next time, take care. Otto Palmer is the master. Thank you.